action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose. What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO, yes, that's a new book. What if it did work? All right. Another day, another episode of my favorite podcast. Yeah, I'm a little biased. It's my own podcast. And I got to say, I'm super excited, super happy. This is a one time, first time, Dr. Amber, Dr. Amber Joy Daniels, the transformational coach, author, and motivational speaker. Her journey is from one underdog to successful entrepreneur, mentor, and mother. Her her prowess is a destiny strategist has led to her clients experiencing monumental shifts in life and destiny. Her training and leadership development alongside decades of ministry and counseling have afforded her a unique perspective. As a result, Amber cuts to the root of the issues, challenging her clients, communicates cutting edge kingdom applications for unique situations. Her clients have gone from single with no prospects at all to married and less in a year or less unemployed to employed overlooking overlooked to promote and from floundering and destiny to living on purpose. They credit these successes to working with Amber hearing her speak is just the beginning of a brand new destiny adventure. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Omar. Well, Dr. Amber, so many of us looking for love in all the wrong places, so they say. Yes, I did too. So I can relate. It's not like something that I'm looking from, you know, this high and mighty place over yonder. That was me till my late 30s. And then, you know, like God knocked on my heart and I started to realize, oh, I've got a thing or two wrong here, haven't I? And that was the beginning of that adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so we can all find love, correct? There's no, there's no expiration. It's not, it's not like, no, um, no, we can all find love. I've got clients who are in their seventies. We can all find love. Even divorced guys like me. Even divorced guys like you. Yeah. Divorced guys like you, widowers, everybody can find love. What's the first process? You have to accept who you are, right? You have to love yourself because I I, I noticed it, it took me literally 47 years and I'm 49 to, to right. learn how to love myself. So I think my relationship with my ex-wife, every relationship ended bad because I, how could, if I couldn't love myself, then how can I love someone else? And how can someone love me if I don't even love who I am? So that's a good, that's a good place to start. And it sounds simple, but that's a little more complicated than we realize. Because I think you can't love who you are until you recognize where you are. And, and the where you are and who you are, they're a little different. So I'll give you an example. The reason why. We won't love ourselves is usually because for two reasons. One, deep on the inside, you know you're best. Deep on the inside, you knew that you could be more, give more, have more. And, and you're comparing your you now to the you who you will become when all of this comes to fruition. So there's a comparison first with the who I am now and the who I know I'm meant to be. But you're on a journey. So that's one aspect. And then the other aspect is comparing ourselves 
further along on their journey than where we are, sometimes at the same age. So I'll give you an example. On the island of Trinidad and Tobago, where I grew up, I went to one of the top, if not the top school on the island. You wrote an exam at 12, and based on your score in that exam, you were placed in one of these schools ranked from top tier, where all the politicians and and the expats, their daughters attended, or to one of the lower tier universities where, God forbid, a lot of the girls got pregnant before they finished. Okay? That's just saying that. And we were, when I was writing this exam, my family was very, very poor. At 20, a number of my friends, we were the same age, they had migrated and become doctors. <laughs> I didn't become Dr. Amber till in my 40s. And so for 20 years or 18, 18 years, I would say I compared myself to them because we'd gone to the same school, we were the same age, but the person who I felt I was meant to be, Dr. Amber, one day, for all those 18 years that my friends were Dr. So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so, um, I had a hard time accepting them. And so loving oneself, I think one has to master where you are. Where are you on your destiny journey? And when I came to understand that, yeah, 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 I have the same potential that they, they do, but I'm starting from a different place that they are starting, there comes a time when there did come a time, like you're saying, that I was able to fully appreciate not just who I was, but where I was. And loving who I was became a lot easier and destiny flew a lot faster when I realized, okay, Amber, this is where you are. So these are the resources available. And then I was able to play the game, to play the game, to strategize where I was with what I had available and then strategize to where I needed to get to. And then very quickly, everything blossomed. And today, we're pretty much in the same place, except maybe their children are going to college and my Swiss child is too. <laughs> so, you know. Well, congratulations on having a two-year-old. I, I, I tip my hat because my uh, today's my youngest, her daughter. My daughter's birthday, Mia, she turned 15. So congratulations. It goes by so fast. So the two-year-old before you know it will be 15, 17. Now, how hard, I mean, you can get somebody from single to soulmate in less than a year. Yes, sir. Do it all the time. We do it all the time. It's it's the most private joy. Um Ah, so so to kind of link up to what I was saying just now about where you are, we use a framework. It's a four-pillar framework where we get you to recognize where you are based on four pillars, fitness, finance, family, and fulfillment. That really helps you to figure out where you are. From there, we can strategize what resources are you like lacking in that makes you not so attractive? And what we can do to boost those levels. Boosting those levels helps you love yourself and therefore make you, it makes you more lovable to others. And boosting that also makes you a better partner. And now that's a really simplistic way of saying that we deal with some serious fixation issues, what's in your mind. And we also deal with foundation issues. Now that is everything coming down the pike at you that you're innocent, you did nothing to, you had no choice in your daddy, your mommy, and your siblings, and your cousins, whether you would be born into wealth, poverty, whether there would be um, uh, a big nose, a little nose, small, 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 small eyes, or large eyes, you, you had no choice in all of that. Whether you'd grow up in an alcoholic environment, where there were, just negative patterns and how to deal with stress or trauma or whether you grew up in an environment where um, there were rich resources for how to deal with challenges that, you know, you sail through trauma like nothing. You have no choice with regard to what you were given. 
But you do have choices now to become aware of what you're given and to strategize accordingly. And that's what we do. And our clients get really good results. What was surprising was uh, the first step when we launched a program, everybody came for husbands. But the first thing everybody got was pay increases. And there were two girls who joined with a whole lot of faith because they had no money. So they did it like a, on a trust in me and I will pay you. They, they paid just a minimum amount down and they got the program and they started. And those two girls got jobs. I mean, like one of them, she puts it all over. You know, um, she moved from one state to another state. She's had three months now in this last one. Uh, she turned, she had a job offer. They made they made a certain amount. She said, uh-uh, not enough. And, and she turned it down and they actually came back and raised the amount that they were willing to offer her. And she's like, what is this? What is this? And I haven't even called my husband yet. But on the way, on the way, lots of good stuff is happening. Just like you said, Omar, there's an internal work that comes with loving oneself. But it's not, it is not just internal work. There's some stuff under the surface that the internal work is very, very good, very needed. And the service that nobody sometimes gets to talk about. There's a book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. In the same way, your mind is keeping a score and all the professional development courses, they work on those things and that is very good. But there's trauma that comes down the generational line and ground. As in the spirit, mind, soul, heart, spirit, there is some stuff there that we also have to get at. And I think that it's really us dealing with that stuff that gets the results so quickly. That's crazy, but in a good way, because so many of us, not just me, but okay, me too. Everybody just very cynical when it comes to relationships whether do you think it's because we just carry around the emotional trauma of our past instead of just letting it go healing forgiving lesson learned let's give the next person for me it would be a woman come i only let let's give her a clean slate because a lot of times when the older you get you go into these relationships and and you already judge them Based on, right? Yeah, all the barriers are up. Yeah, I, I don't trust you. You're, you're a cheater. You're a narcissist. You're a lot, and it's like this is all oh, they talk. I mean, yes. You know, I think that. Uh, I mean, come on. You met a girl online, and she's from the islands, and you're gonna fly down there, and then thirty days later, you're gonna fly again to get down on one knee. To give her an engagement ring and 30 days after that, you're going to marry her. I think they thought he lost his mind. You know, like, Dane, this is desperation, <laughs> but it was love. And I think you're so right, Omar, but it's easier said than done. Oh, just forgive and give the person a tabla rasa, give her a clean slate to start off on. Well, there's a part of your heart that is responsible for guarding you and making sure, and rightly so, that no putting bleep does that to you again. In fact, that no bleeping bleep does that to you again. You know, and, and rightly so. That is how you were created to have that part that wants to love again. But you're also created to have that part that says, hold up, brother, hold up right here. We are not going down heartbreak lane again. And so trauma is anything that causes us to lose capacity to remain in harmonious relationship with self, God, or others. And trauma, when not released or adequately dealt with, it eats up capacity. And so you might give the person, you might give the new lady a clean slate, you know, but now she's not getting a clean slate of 100%. She's getting a clean slate of 75% because the trauma has taken up that space on your server of that 
And let's say that relationship doesn't work out. You're giving the, the other person, maybe you're really, really good and you're, you're giving her a clean slate too, but she's only getting 50% now of you for a clean slate because the other 25% plus the 25% from before, they, that capacity is being used up by the trauma that you have to suppress, deal with on the inside that hasn't been released. And so a big part of what we do is the different modalities that we um, we excel in using that help you not just, I say we don't like bondage management. I am not into pain management, bondage management. I am here that you be free. I feel that I, I happen to be Christian. I happen to believe that someone came and died so that you can be free, not manage bondage. And so how, how could we get at that, at that freedom thing? Let's give that a shot first. So I come to the table expecting that we give freedom a shot first. And from there, we could strategize with freedom in mind, not with management only in mind. And hey, if we aim for freedom and we get 90% of that, I think that's a good, um, that's a good shortfall to have. But if we start with only management, I, I see people settle for so much less. And I don't say that like, uh, throwing stones at, at, at when I myself live in a glass house. Eh? I'm saying that from the perspective of someone who was all soon. I was about to settle for so much less. You know, when you're young, at least as a girl in the Caribbean, you have this long list. He has to be this and this and this and this and this. A thousand things that he has to be, you know, tall, dark, handsome, speak five languages, you know, be romantic, find his flowers. He must like to dance. He must, listen, he must be Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha. He must be everybody in one. He must be perfect. Add Sylvester Stallone, add who you like, Sean Connery. <laughs> you must be everybody, everything. And then when you get to 30, you chop half that list. And then when, by the time you get to 40, you're down to alive, breathing, stomach <laughs> 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 me. You know, the list is real small. Um, and I remember that. Uh, Ballroom dancing was something that I, I really enjoyed. I used to be a, a radio announcer on the island and they had a, um, a dancing with the stars kind of fundraising event and they paired us up with some professional dancers and we did, you know, our version of the show and I fell in love with the, well, they would call it sport, right? The art and the sport. And I was like, dang, it should be nice if somebody would, you know, I could get somebody like that. And on the island, that could be a little hard to find. And uh, someone challenged me and said, God could give you that. And I was like, really? You really, you know, I was like, really? You really think so? That's cynicism you're talking about, right, Omar? Like, yeah, right. My list has just about two things on it. Loves me, loves God, breathing. <laughs> you know, that's it, you know? And uh, he was a, a gentleman who married later in his life. And he said, I'm not telling you, God knows that. And he already has that in mind. Anyway, so up comes this dude who I thought I would never, I was like, we, we will have nothing in common. Guess what he loved? He liked, he loved, he did ballroom dancing. I was in shock. And um, we enjoyed ballroom dancing for many years. Um, now where we live, it's hard to get to, but I think it's, um, it's one of the things that uh, we miss. We miss that we would love to get back involved with ballroom dancing. So whatever you believe, God, Jesus, the universe, start with that your wildest dreams could come true. Even if you're divorced, even if you had bad relationships in the past, start there. And then let's see what we can strategize and negotiate to get you from where you are with the resources you have where you're meant to be. I'm here as, as testament to the fact that that is so. One thing 
<laughs> and hear me out. Do you think one of the problems is you had that list of what you were looking for? And that was a big list. I mean, that that was a, a mountain that I want to meet a male or female that could that could fit that. But you had a list. Most people only focus on what they don't want. You ask around people, women or men that are over the age of 30. Ooh, that is really good. They'll, they'll be, I don't want to liar. I don't want to cheat her. They, they will give you a, that long list with the opposite, but they really don't know what they want. Ooh, that is really good. My my job right there, Omar. My drop. You know that when you're a science with <laughs> whatever you focus on expands. And so, if you focus on, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Guess what? You know you're attracting to yourself the very thing that you don't want. And so, whether you don't want or you want, it will follow whatever you focus. So just focus on what. You want, but even that sometimes to Omar is a challenge. Some of my clients, they want, okay, when we start, and, and, and not to knock the girls here, the men could do it too. In terms of personal grooming and how you look, just, just, just a physical, not the soul, not the spirit, just a physical. Some of these lovely ladies over 30 want a guy who is 15 out of 10. Well, that's okay. But he might want a lady who looks 15 out of 10 too. But how are you grooming yourself? Well, so my grooming is a 2 out of 10. I was somebody who goes to the gym and they're buff and they're, you know. But I, 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 I don't go to the gym. I am not buff. I don't, you know. And so I have this list of what I want, but I'm not working on me fulfilling someone's list that is as closely outlined as my own. And sometimes we have a dissonance there. And sometimes that's one of the things that we we have had to recalibrate and realign. Um, and that's a big that's a big part of uh, recognizing where you are and it leads to loving who you are. Now, it's, it's powerful. Faith has, faith plays a big part too, wouldn't you say? In, in what we do, yes. Because we say you are a spirit, you have a soul, and they're housed in a body. And we encourage you to... Um, fall in love, not just with the body and not just with the soul, but also with the spirit of the person, the essence of the person. And um, often we are finding that when uh, our clients, first you have to see that person, you know what I mean? Mm. When you can see that person, then the package enhances or it could detract. But when you love the essence of the person, I am thinking of someone right now. She's in her 50s. She's met uh, someone who I think this one is going to be a go. Um, and she um, she's falling in love with the essence of who he is. He's a little fluffy, but because of love, she loves the essence of who he is. She's been able to with a voice of love, not condemnation. And she makes her journey into better health, encourage him to make his journey into better health. And uh, it's becoming, you know, when she, she's excited. Because she's seeing them make the journey together. And they're not married yet. They're not engaged yet. They're, they're, they've just identified a spark in each other that they are growing to love. So, um, yeah, but that's not a non-negotiable. She, she originally, she, yes, he's a little fluffy. He might like eating the fast food or he might like, like drinking the beer, but she never said, Hey, 
I won't be with him because he's overweight. That's something that's overcomable. But and she's like, she shifted her focus. And she's like, I want you to have a quality of life. I want you to live longer. And these are the reasons. It's not just to, so you can look sexy. You can look like Enrique Iglesias. I want you to be to lose weight so that we can live a long and happy and fruitful life. Now you see that that's coming from a place of love. Do, do you think he 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 ha- is more has has a bigger why to lose that weight? But if she's like, oh my gosh, you look like crap. You're you're fat. <laughs> you you're morbidly obese. Pretty soon we're gonna have to buy you two plane seats. <laughs> Then you you know what I mean? If she came from that aspect, he one out of judgment, he'd be like, screw this, I'm not gonna lose weight. Or anything. Or or I mean, weight is an easy target for us because we could see it. But there are other attributes that um that we may desire were maybe a little different in in our love interest. And it's the same strategy that would get you there. If you love the spark, the divine spark that is that person, then from that place of love, anything can be negotiated. And so many of, of our clients start off, though, from a place where that isn't unnegotiable. We won't look at his profile, he's too big. And we may have to come in and say, but look at the eyes, but read his profile. What are you sensing about his personality? And sometimes the best guy. We do. We work a lot with online dating because some a lot of our clients are like single, 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 never been married. Some are divorced and, and like I will never go there again. But something about what you said on social on Omar's podcast made me want to try again. And and so we work with online a lot. And they would pass over like I'd read up. I I don't know. Maybe when I read a profile of someone, I see them. And and we teach all our clients to to do that. And they pass over them. And they're like, he's to this, and he's to that, and he's to the other. And I say, right there with you. In my case, he was too white, too intellectual, and too living in Ohio. You know? And uh, I just passed over the best guy. And and this case in particular was one kind of like that. And now she's like, Um, so sometimes weight is, is an easy one that we could target, like I said, but sometimes there are other things. Well, he's not the nationality that I like. Um, or he's not um the, you know, I speak two languages. He only has a first degree. I have three. Uh, I, I work with some highly um, successful as well, you know. But if you're highly successful, like my mother used to say, Amber, you have plenty book sense, but you don't have plenty common sense. <laughs> you know, Jesus. Oh, my, my mom and ex-wife would always tell me that. <laughs> they they mean? still do. You need to get some common sense. And so if you're highly academic and a great professional that way, maybe the person who is best suited to you is someone who's a little more grounded, a little more. But we could start with that list of all the things that we want. And you may want someone who has five degrees like you. That's what I'm fine with. My husband is a professor, five degrees. That works. But sometimes, like I'm seeing for some of our clients, it's the grounded guy or the grounded girl who is their exact perfect complement. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, that was never been a, I mean, I've, I've got a master's degree, not that that may, but I've never been like, well, I will only date her if she has a master's, a master's degree, or degree a bachelor's degree, or it matters what school she went or which. That's all in the past. Anyways, talk to me about what you're working on right now. What 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 are your goals? What are your dreams? Do you have any dreams? To me, that that put that's more interesting. 
when it comes to education, people can be self-taught, self-educated. They, they can go on Audible. They can go on YouTube. They can go buy books. Just, just because my mom overspent for my college education doesn't mean that, you know, everybody had that luxury. Right. And the girls are more uh, fussy on the education and the income side. And the guys um, who have a big heart like you, Omar, they may be more discerning if they don't have children about fertility, if that's important to them and they're older. Um, some of the girls, I work with girls, women, predominantly over 35. I call them girls and people are like, yeah, I'm a woman. I'm like, okay. But if I see you're a girl, that means you look young and hot. Just saying, <laughs> you know. So I work with women who are predominantly over 35 and they probably, they would say that they feel a little more um, reproduction pressure. Mm-hmm. So that unwittingly, I don't even think that all the guys are aware that if there were there were a 25-year-old, a 35-year-old and a 45-year-old, even though he's 45, um, you may think the 25-year-old is too young in terms of what they could talk about and how they could relate. Not everyone, but some people think so. And even though the 45-year-old is more compatible, if he's thinking about children, the 35-year-old will win the day. Just some trends that we're seeing. And and what do you think, Omar? You tell us. There's uh, an expression I'm, on his face, guys. You're tired. I'm 49. Oh, yeah. so. I'm 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 49, so I've I've got a 15 and a 17 year old. I, you know, if if I had another kid, they would they would think it's grandpa by the time you know my my kid graduated high school. That so so to me that's that would be a non negotiable. I don't I don't mind women with children because I have children, right? But but two medical I I I had a vasectomy when I was married four or five years ago, so. You, you know, if, if she did want want children, I, I, w- I wouldn't check that box. And so we live in the exact opposite world. Both my husband and I wanted children. And my first, my baby was born when I was 42. And now he's 15. So we do get the, you know, uh, is this your grandchild or is this your child? And, you know, we live with it and we laugh because we're happy to have just gotten the opportunity. Oh, uh, we, yeah. we had our we didn't have our kids young. I, I'm going to be 49, so both my kids were. Uh, I, I I can't do math. 30 something. Now my mom, my mom had me when she was 20. So that 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 that's different. That's young. That's different. Yeah, my mom had me at 19. So right there. Yeah, everybody thought that was like my sister, or when we when, and she aged great. And then there was a little while that people thought, oh, is that my wife or is that my girlfriend? Oh, why don't you buy these roses for your girlfriend? And like, that's my mom. Why the freaking mom? Exactly. You see, but it, but instead, all, all those flower salesmen on the street, they didn't know how to follow up. They would just be like dumbfounded. <laughs> So, so then what we, we, we need to do is we need to have our intentions. We need to have a roadmap. We need to know where we want to get there. We, we need to know, okay, th- this is what I want. And a, a lot of times after a certain age, I already have kids. So it's not like I'd be like, I need somebody who's Catholic. I, I, race was never... You know, my, my my ex-wife, my two daughters are are Hispanic, j- just like me. But it wasn't like I had this checklist must must be Latina, must be Hispanic. That, I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm old fashioned. I just figured, you know, you run into run into love. You know, the, 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 to have a, a laundry list. How about if I I ran into yeah, a, a woman from England or from Scotland, but you know, she, I never wrote it down, and she was my soulmate. But I, I missed out because I was looking for for something completely different. I would say that um, even though, especially from the girl side, we're working with men now, but we started predominantly with women over thirty five because that was a story that I could tell powerfully. I know that space powerfully because that was me. We have the list, but we always expect 
to run into that special someone who is everything we never knew we always wanted. And, and we leave that special big space. We leave a big space for that to happen between 16 and 30. And then from 31, we begin to think, oh, it hasn't happened. 32, 33, 34, oh, it hasn't happened. 35, is it going to happen? 35 to 39, is it going to happen? 40, it's never going to happen. 45, I might as well forget it. And uh, some of us have to completely reimagine. I'd say you were lucky, Omar, to run into love. And, and I think that you can love multiple times, that you can have that wonderful encounter. Good, because, because you know, at, at 49, I, I don't want a, a life of, you know, I'm not going to go to a monastery. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. But a lot, a lot of our clients have put themselves in a monastery because it hadn't happened. That running into love, it never happened. And if we could become more comfortable with negotiating that running, for example, on an online website, or for example, if you like dancing, don't stop, go to dances. If you like cooking or whatever, go do things that are in your interest. And then you might run into, then you might, it's a negotiated meeting. But, you, oh, it didn't happen, you know, you when I, I was at the grocery store. We think alike because that's what I, I tell people. If you like working out, go to the gym. If you want somebody spiritual, go to church. You know, just don't go on online dating. A lot of times, you know, they, they lie. And I, I'm trying to cure cancer. I'm a Nobel Peace Prize winner. I will show pictures of what I looked 20 years ago. So there are strategies. Omar, I hear your concern. I hear the skeptic. That is true. But I found my most perfect match online, and there was no way that people said, I want the person to be in my circles. Guys, I was living in Trinidad and Tobago. There was no way I was living in Trinidad and Tobago. And the historian from Colorado who lived in Ohio, because that's the university that gave him the dream job, that's where that was located. There was no way our worlds were colliding except on this one website. And by the way, he was coming off a month after I joined, had I not acted then. There are strategies for, I just want to say that we have strategies for figuring out the liars from the truth tellers. There are, let me tell you something too grandiose, you know, he looks like the incredible Hulk. That's too big. But you know, he looks like Superman with a little bit of P.S. Brosnan, with a little bit of, that's too much. You know, are there dudes like that? You know, like Omar, you know, they have it all, the total package. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you guy you give me my publicist. You know, the other guy who is not Omar, who has it all together and is rocking for two daughters, one with a birthday today. Happy birthday, princess. By the time this airs, still, you'll know, we need to get down here and raised about you. Both of you, precious skills. But, the guy who is sincere and real, we found some ways to find that guy. And um, you said, don't go to church. Well, a lot of my clients go to church and they No, no, no. I said, go to church. church. It, it, no, no. I'm the opposite. Because if, if you want to find somebody that's spiritual, that has the same beliefs, go to your church. There's so many different social events at church, at every church, every denomination. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to visit a few because a lot of our clients say, I've been going to church and there's nobody there. They yes, there's, say, I'm your sister. You're there. But there's I, you a know. million. There, there, every, every town, unless you're living in a small town, has multiple churches. You know, me being Catholic, you know, there's there's like 20 different churches. Think anywhere in the world. Yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. You, you found love. Uh, 2,000 miles away. So uh, clearly, you know, drive 20 miles to the other church. That's a good, that is actually a good strategy. Drive to If you're listening and you're a person of faith and you don't want to go online, Omar just dropped, I mean, mic drop. Right. 
Right. Hey, look, look, I'm a I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, I, I I do believe in the happily ever after. I I love the ro- romantic comedy movies. Uh, I I I I do watch the Hallmark Channel and the Lifetime. I'm I, I, I'm I'm actually saying something that that like zero point one percent of the people know about who would like to apply. To be Omar's secret love, come to life. Please go to www and email Omar. Oh, well, I, I, I've been in like after my my marriage. I've I've been in some like crazy met some crazy people, and some of these crazy people were from my past. And look, I am still I still believe in love. I, I'm like share that song. You know, do you still believe? And, and, yeah. and life after love, or what? I, I get it, and and that's why I don't. Hey, if you can find people online, you can find people organically. But the thing is, if you're going to be online, be authentic. Show recent pictures. Be word. If if you're rock climbing, put it down. Don't say you love going to the gym. You love rock climbing. You love doing this, and it's all a lie. I mean, Lord. be honest. I'm five foot eight. I, I can't put down. I'm like six one, six two. And your woman comes up to me and she's like, "Oh my gosh, what happened? Did you lose half your legs?" <laughs> or, you know, be authentic, be real. That's the way to the easiest way to connect is to find like minded people. And if you're going to connect organically, if you do want that person, that's a church goer. Go, yeah. But I, I went to all my events. Well, there's other churches. If if you like cooking, there's cooking. There's places to meet other people to cook. And, if you like, and, go, right? Just go to yeah, agreed. Agreed. Be, be in the circle that you like. But a lot of people live in, in, in like a horror movie. Like that's it. You know, they they have that. I'm going to die alone. They have this fear, and when fear takes over. You know, you you overreact and you're like, yeah, nobody wants to be with me. There's like eight billion. Oh, I ran out of fingers and toes. There's more than a billion people that live in this world. My mom but always told me there's somebody for everybody. Yeah. And singles are the largest and largest growing demographic in the U.S., in North America, even in churches, like you mentioned. But but going to the right place you could be in the right place with the right person. Do you know that a lot of the clients, some of our clients find love on, online, but many of our clients find love in their own lives. The love is in their closet, but they didn't know where they were. So they knew who they were, and sometimes they loved who they were, but they didn't recognize where they were. Like, you know, just to go back to where we started. And once they were able to identify where they were, they were able to say, oh, that's what people, when they look at me or they experience me, that's what I'm giving off. And then we're able to calibrate that and they become attractive to the person who's already there. The person who's already been there. A lot of times, he's already there. there. She's, yes, a lot of our marriages are, their eyes are awakened to the reality of the person who's already been there. And in some of our cases, you know, these really bright girls who, you know, like my mother said, book sense and no common sense. The guy has also already asked. I I um, I got a wedding invitation today. They're getting married on December the 10th. And we have clients all over the world. So this is in Lebanon. But this one is on the islands. And um, I'm really laughing at I'm really laughing fondly at her story. Because this guy asked, and because it didn't look like my husband does some of the sessions, and so he has Dane's diamonds. And Dane's diamond number one is break up with Hollywood. Break up with Hollywood, or you could say in your terms, depending on where you are, if you're if Hollywood isn't your thing, Bollywood, um, Nollywood, whichever one, make up with me familiar. This guy asked this girl to marry him. But because it didn't look like he did the um, expected get down on one knee, he didn't do the traditional 
open a box when the sun was setting just so. And, you know, the birds were flying overhead just so. And the wind tussled her hair just so. She didn't realize that it was a proposal. And we had to say, uh, say that again. And she said, yeah, did you just say that he said, all these, for this last year, that y'all have been getting close. And he's been wondering if there couldn't be more here. And you're like, oh, you're a good friend. Is, is that what you're telling me happened? He was feeling it out. Omar, you tell me. If you don't know where a girl is and she's friend-zoned you, do you just pop out the champagne, get down on one knee, rip the rock, and say, will you marry me when you've been getting the, maybe, maybe, maybe not you. I'm really in love with Gerald. Gerald is my type. And you think she's friend-zoning you? Uh, do do you know my secret life? <laughs> well, Omar, well, most guys don't. <laughs> no, because I mean, you know, to to be that vulnerable. I, I mean, exactly. when you're already in the friend zone, you feel horrible. You feel like you are not enough. There's something there that she doesn't see in me is exactly yes and so we we stepped on that right quick and in a hurry and uh it was so um she we we got to the place where we worked with her and asked her now what do you think you need the, again look at your four pillars where are you what when will you be happy when these pillars are where what do you need to get there? What type of man will it take to help add to, to make you feel? <sighs> so if you say any business in this, is he? It's just in this, it's helpful. And so, but he wasn't going to ask again because he tried like three times to bring it up. And so now he was locked off. And she's like, he's being cold. I'm like, yeah. There's a reason why he's being cold. He's ready to move on. So she had to do some remedial work. We, sometimes we script, help script for a girl. She did something really beautiful. You know, um, you know those movies where the person has the cards and then they flip them and the cards and then they flip them and then the cards. So mm -hmm. um, she did one of those. And at the end, he had to take yes or no. And I really, she finally got it and she gave him the marker and he ticked. The yes. So they're getting married on the on December the 10th. And well, later, you know, after he, he asked her, well, what, what made you come then and, and say that? And she confessed that, you know, I really didn't see it. And, you know, I, I had all these blinders on, you know, my list and, and you know, and, and, and I see that you were everything I never knew. I always wanted right there all this time. And sometimes that's the work that we do. Show the girl or the guy, the person who's been right there. And so maybe you're that person. We'll help you script. Maybe you know someone like that and you wish, uh, you wish she would just see that Omar is the one. The one. Let us become friends with her, Omar. We'll do our magic. And she'll be like, oh, Omar is Superman. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I know you're teasing me. <laughs> No, no, it, it, you know, it, everybody's been there. Everybody has been in the friend zone or, you know, they, they play the, I, not to be vulgar, but like the, the gay friend. They're, they're the new gay best friend. Uh, a, asexual, yep. har harmless. Yeah, I, I, I just want to tell them everything. And, and you're right, a lot of times. But you, do you think, Maybe the guy has to give it the old college try and do it one more time and go, hey, look, and, and just just tell her this. It's great that we were friends because be starting a relationship out already that we're friends. It just makes the relationship that much better. I would say yes. And I, I think that sometimes the girl has to give it the old college try, but she can't do it in a man's voice. 
She was like, oh, well, I, I, I'm the group. I can't tell them that. Sometimes, too, we have clients who we realize, oh, the guy, he's been there all the time, but he doesn't see her. Both of them friends zoned each other. They're both the new gay friend, asexual friend, telling each other all their secrets. And everybody has been telling them, don't you two see that you need to be together? And they can't see it because they both have their lists. They both have their blindness. And the girl would be like, okay, you've taught me all this. I could see it now, but I can't ask. There are ways that you can ask. You just have to have the strategy so that you don't take away. So he still wants to get to propose. He still wants to be the one to ask. So don't take that away from him. But there are ways that you could communicate the shift. And, and that's what we we do because we work a lot with women. That's what we empower their voice to do. And then sure enough, they get asked. Look at that. We're going to uh, in honesty, we ask first, you know, we're going to create a new movement that that guy that's in the the friend zone, the best friend, the asexual friend, the, the new gay best friend. He he actually might be the soulmate. He might yes. be who you're always compatible with. Correct. Come out of the closet. Take your shades off. He is the one. Come out of the closet and tell him. Come out of the closet and tell her. Now, if you are the her, you have to be careful how you tell him. You have to tell him in a way that you don't take away him his, his uh, desire to ask the one. But but there are ways to do that. There are ways to do that. I I love it. You see that. Like I said, I'm a hopeless romantic. Here we are. This is this is like we're, we're working the on. movement. Yes. yes, we're we're creating a new. You know, instead of boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. We're creating. Hey, that guy that's the co the co star, the guy that plays the best friend. Best friend. He's the one. Yes, you know, there's this movie. I I did well. You you may have because you the holiday. There's that epic yeah. scene where, you know, the director tells her, you're supposed to be the leading lady and you're always playing the best friend. You're not so cool. You're so true. So listen, all to all best friends out there, you know you like the guy. You know you love the girl. Come out of the best friend closet. Come out of the best friend closet. There are ways to tell him to tell her, to communicate. Words mightn't be it. You know, like I, I shared the one about the client who she used words, but she couldn't tell him, so she wrote them down. It was funny. It rhymed. It was very quirky. I'll tell you one thing. He liked Spider-Man. So let's just say it was riddled with Spider-Man quotes. So it, it, it really got under his skin. So he was chuckling while he ticked the box because he had already locked her off at this point. So she needed to come good. She needed to come really, really good. Um, so all of that is possible. I'm with you, Omar. Let's start that movement. Bestfriendtothealter.com. Best friends. You even have a website for that now. <laughs> now we're creating a new side hustle. This side hustle is going to become your, your main source of income. And, and yes, I, I, I love that. I, I love the story there because it has a happy ending. <laughs> and romance, love, it, relationships, business, whatnot. Just because you had a bad experience, get yourself up. Quit being in the valley. So many people carried around like their cross. Let the emotional luggage go. Give this person your don't judge them based on your past relationship. Start fresh. Start new. And, and look at this. Talk, we're talking about love, talking about everybody wants love. Everybody all around the world. The holiday, which since you know more people in America watched it, it should have been called the vacation. Because that's that's what they call it here in this country, yeah. not the yeah. holiday. It was very confusing for us Americans. You know, well, it's quite British, you know. It's quite quite a bit of London in there, so you know. It's Cameron, 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 it was a mixed class, mixed cast. Some were from England, some yes. were Americans, 
beautiful story. The locations were in England too. Both, so. both, yes, worldwide. But you, see everybody from England, the United States, Saudi Arabia, Australia, just naming random places. We all want significance. We all want to feel like we matter. We all want to connect. We all want to love. And could I put fire on that, Omar? We don't want, we need. Mm -hmm. We all need to love and to be loved. We all need significance. We all need that special someone. And guys, everything that Omar said is true. I know that we're, we're going to land the plane here, but everything he said is true. Give that person the, the, the fresh chance, the fresh slate. Don't judge them based on the past. But sometimes you need an ally. Sometimes you don't know how to. I want to, but how to? Well, maybe you need us. That's what we do. That's what destiny strategists, that's what we're here for. That's what we help our clients. We walk alongside to help you do that. So my question to you is, how do we find you? How, how do we make an appointment? How do we become members? Because life is now. Let's love now. Let love rule, like what Lenny Kravitz says. Love yes. makes the world go around. Yes. So the, the best place to start, and this is like a free gift too, is for you to see where you are. Because then we can strategize everything. And so simply if you go to www.destinydiagnostic.com, it's a little questionnaire. It'll spit you out a score, but immediately will give you a picture of where you are in life and destiny. When you get the results, it will also tell you how you could sign up, how you could get involved, how we could. Everybody who does, you're going to get your score and the opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one session with us to discuss your results. And boom, life is now. You're in it to win it. And so, um, yeah, don't just do it. Do it now. Destinydiagnostic.com. And what you're going to say is be honest with the, the questionnaire, right? So many people want to lie. They lie to get the job. They lie because they think it's the right answer, but it's not the right answer for them. It's not the right answer in their heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of covering my face and giggling here because some of the questions are a little personal and uh, you may really be tempted to put a different answer when, you know, you know that you do things with yourself late at night. <laughs> you know. So what, what you're, you're, you're saying is like what uh, Cindy Lauper, she bop or Billy Idol dancing with myself. <laughs> so, um, or you have certain types of dreams or so. Um, it can, so let me warn that the questionnaire is very personal, but we, all the confidentiality would be maintained. You don't even have to put your name. You don't even have to put your name. So um, please do be honest. It, it will help you the best for you to see exactly where you are. And it when it comes to that, I've noticed as adults, there's two types of people in this world. Those that freely admit to dancing with themselves and those that lie and tell others that they've never done it. <laughs> My job. We got real adult there, guys, but 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 this is real talk. If you if we want to really find love and we want to live in the real world and have everything that we really can have, these are not Nancy stories. This is real. So don't just do it, do it now. Oh, love is real. We all enough of the crumbs, you know, enough is settling. Why settle? Life is too short. We were made in God's image. God wanted us. Uh, Jesus came to suffer. Don't enough of the suffering, enough of the crumb, the crumbs of love. Get, you know, you deserve, we all deserve love. We all enough. Get rid of the crumbs and go for the life. Go for the love that you were meant to always have. 
that Omar is preaching. He just preached it there. Yes, Bishop. Yes, Bishop. Amen, Bishop. That's true. But it's true. And it it took me so many years to to realize that. And, And yes, I, you know, we've all been there, whether it was the, the the best friend you know with you just speak up what's the worst that can happen imagine you have regret because you couldn't say hey i i'm your friend but i want to be more than your friend i mean there's no there's no worse pain than if he or she moves on with someone else but you're still the sidekick and and sometimes i, I know that we're coming up to time here but sometimes we do have clients who have been the closeted best friend and they come out and say that. And the, the, the best friend, the object of their desire says, no, it's, it's just that these, these individuals are able to pick up with such a confidence. We do it, we do it in such a way that they can move on with dignity, you know, but listen, they are so empowered after because it is better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all and be wondering with regret on your dying bed. And the confidence, think about, think about this, Dr. Amber, the confidence that you, you told her that you, you want her. That's her loss. That's not your loss. Maybe God, maybe Jesus, maybe the universe is like, yes, she is good, but have the faith to continue and be open. And there's someone out there that is way more giving and way more deserving of your love. Yes. And in my case, he was Dr. Dane Daniel. I know. I know. Ohio. What one final question, doctor? And this is for people that are fearful, people on the sidelines when it comes to love. What what would you tell them? What what advice would you tell those that? Are just waiting or that have given up on love. Ooh, that is, that is Dane's diamond number two. You have to get off the, th- the train. It can be scary sharing your heart with another person, sharing your life with another person can be scary, even if you are whole and never experienced any trauma. And often those of us who are waiting is because we've had our fair share and then some of trauma. God is desirous of you being healed of that, being completely released of that, being completely like, you know, it's like a cancer and you are put into remission from that. It is possible to cut all of that out and you feel the results instantly. You may not forget, but the pain of the trauma is gone. That is possible for you. And from that place of increased capacity, I promise you, it then becomes easier to trust and to love and to try again. But as long as you have breath, every new breath is a new opportunity. As long as there's a new day, every new day is a new opportunity. The sun comes up again. Love will also come again. If you've never known it, Listen, you were created to have it. Don't give up. Don't settle for crumbs. Don't just be the closeted best friend. Take the risk. Jump off the train. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for... It's like a therapy session. Look at that. First time discussing on my podcast. 70 something, but well, by the time this hits 80 something or whatever episodes and, and but mind, body, spirit, how can you be successful without love? You can have a billion dollars, but if you're alone, if you feel lonely, then you are not successful. Correct. 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 Omar, thanks so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, doc, Dr. Amber. And thank you for sharing with us much love and keep on inspiring keep on motivating keep on helping others find love because we all deserve love love yes and i hope the best friend sees who you are
<laughs> All right. Have a good one. What if it didn't work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write. About 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO. Yes, that's a new book. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they're your blood, got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel. They can't see what you see. Want to change your life? You got to change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes every day. I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.